the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is episode 53, and it's also episode 7, seven. of this series. I start off so confidently, and then be- people very seven. quickly are like, what is wrong with this girl? Anyway, this is episode 7 of our series on theology. Yep. Um, it's been a really good series so far. I think we have one more after this one, right? At least one more. Right. right? So we so know we're going to do one more for sure, but like we weren't even planning on doing the one we're doing right, right. now. So We just decided to add it in the yeah. other day, and I'm really excited about yeah. it. It's one that I definitely know the least about out of all of these, so I think it's going to be awesome. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Today we are talking about angelology, which is a lot more than, it's more than just angels. It's also like the bad guys. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were going to leave this one out. Like right. When we were originally talking through this idea, we were like, okay, let's give people big picture ideas, get right. them thinking on these big theologies, these big doctrines is another right. way to say it. You know, the doctrine of God, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, and the doctrine of the church, and, you know, the doctrine of Christ, and all these kind of things. Right. And then we were like, well, let's leave this one out. But, right. you know, I was telling you before, I think we said this in the very first episode, that there's basically like 11 primary theologies or doctrines mm-hmm. that sort of makes up systematic theology. Mm-hmm. Um, systematic biblical theology, and this is one of them. Right. And so we were going to ignore. Like I marked this off list. I was like, I don't talk about that. And then when I got the more I got to thinking about it, I was like, I don't know. I think I think people would be into this one. Yeah. Like I think this one might draw some attention or at least tune people in because some of the other stuff is, um, I don't know. This this stuff's real heady. What we've been doing for the last seven weeks, um, it, it's heady stuff, right? right? And it's a lot to it. And if you don't want to learn or you don't want to grow. You ain't going to listen to this mess in the first place because right. it's, it's challenging. Um, and then it also calls us some confrontation, right? And so like like last week, we were talking about um, ecclesiology, which is the study of the church. Right. And virtually every single thing we discussed is stuff we disagree on within right. the church. You know, how to do this and how to do that and how do we baptize and how do we worship. And, mm-hmm. you know, but when it gets to this one, there's not as much, dis- you know, I mean, there's some, there, but there's not as much disagreement right. um and, and i just think it's cool so yeah i'm excited um, i'm really excited i think the first thought when you're thinking though when you go which is what i did uh when you think of like angelology and you go do i really need to study this like do i really is need to necessary? know anymore I mean, do i really yeah. need to like i already get this i get angels i understand angels Everybody loves angels. They fly around and they protect people in danger, don't they? I mean, that's the way they do. Aren't they warm and fuzzy? And then the thing, right? I mean, right. aren't they? Aren't they fat babies sitting on clouds playing harps? And and though at the exact same time, uh, my grandma who passed away but now guards me. Like, isn't isn't the angels just to live in? Isn't just angels just a mixture of fat little babies, them crazy characters in scripture, mm-hmm. and my grandma right. right, or my best friend or whatever that died young and they're right. my guardian like and, and so we just think like i don't really need to know this because i'm so right. familiar with them so here's the key the fact that we are so familiar with them is the challenge because it's hard to separate what pop culture tells us and what scripture actually reveals mm-hmm. and so it's difficult to be able to to distinguish sometimes between what pop culture is saying and what the scripture actually says and i think that this is this is a um, that's sort of a little picture of all of our theology that it's very difficult for us 
to discern for ourselves what Scripture reveals about something and not just rely on what we learned in the church, what our parents thought, how we grew up, what our denomination says, yeah. or what our church value statement is, or statement of faith, or whatever, right. or what pop culture teaches us about God, about Jesus, about Christ, about the church, about angels and demons and that kind of stuff. So that's where we would get the need to study and understand or have a biblical doctrine around angelology. So that's right. where we get it. So so um, just like all the rest of them, the the... This word is coming from the Greek angelos, which is giving us, of course, angels. And then, of mm-hmm. course, ology is the study of. Um, and so, so angelology, though, is like what Chloe was saying. It's the study of angels, but that includes demonology, right. the study of demons. And mm-hmm. then that also includes Satanology, mm-hmm. or the study of Satan. Boo. Right? Boo. <laughs> You've been waiting to do that. I've host. been waiting to do that since before we recorded the other episode. <laughs> um, so... It, all those things are in there. So, like, for example, Satan is discussed in multiple passages of Scripture. Everybody knows that. Nobody just really disagrees with that. Right. But, um, you know, so all of that is included in angelology. You're basically taking these particular beings and putting them in a category to then be able to understand them. So the systematic approach to understanding angelology would be breaking them up into these categories, right? Yeah. Um, and so what we see in Scripture, we're talking angels, and we're just going to talk, right? We're yeah. going to go through all three of these in particular yeah. um, and just kind of talk about some of the things. So what you're looking at is you're looking at the same thing like when we did Christology. You're mm-hmm. looking at nature, um, origin, makeup, purposes, mm-hmm. work, all those kind of things, right, right. As, you're, as you're starting to break it down. So what we see in Scripture is angels are created, spiritual beings who do not have physical bodies, but are able to make judgments and possess intelligence. And mm-hmm. so the the Hebrew word here for angel is pointing to um, a messenger, right? Um, and there are part these angels are part of the invisible things that God has created, because we would all agree that there are multiple invisible things that God's actually created. And he's, there's things that He's created that you don't necessarily see specific reference to in Scripture, or or lots of reference to in Scripture. Of him creating those things, if that makes okay. any sense, right? Yeah. So, so the first question to sort of dissect this thing systematically is when were they made, or when were they created? Mm. You know, same way we were talking about Jesus, and we were like, well, when did Jesus pop up? Right. Christmas, and then that causes you to go, well, hold up, maybe it's further than that. So, mm-hmm. the origin question here is like, when were they made? When were they created? Um, and the Bible does not address this directly. They may have been created on the first day after the creation of heaven. And so if you're sitting around at a coffee shop somewhere and somebody's like, when did angels get made? A good thought would be that they're probably created by God uh, before humans, right, if that makes any sense. And that that pretty much lines up with what you see in a creation story and pretty much widely accepted that that these beings, these angels, were there prior to humans being placed. You know what I mean? Like That's pretty pretty clear. Um, But you don't see it. Explicitly in Scripture. Right. And so from Scripture, um, you see that the angels, they don't have physical bodies like us, but they definitely take on the shape of like light, right, multiple times. Um, they have um, – uh, they're on a different space and time continuum than we are. Um, so more akin to God's space and time continuum, right? 
I mean, not completely, but more akin to that. Um, whereas God has not in, he's in space, in all space and all time and outside of all space and time. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Right. And we are obviously on this space and on this time continuum. They are, of course, they have a different one, yeah. right? Makes sense. It's crazy. Um, crazy to think about It's insane, that. right? Pfft, I, I'm like a sci-fi movie happening <laughs> yeah, in my head. Yeah, right that's what it feels um, like. Seriously, it's crazy. They have personalities. Hmm. You see this through Scripture. They're able to make judgments. They possess knowledge. They offer intelligent worship to God. They possess emotions. Um, they know right from wrong. So they possess a will. It's crazy. And in the future, they'll be judged rewarded or punished according to their actions based on their will. Wow. Um, you know, like, for example, you see, and we'll get into this in a minute, but, you know, you see Satan and the demons, like hell's built for them, and there's a judgment mm-hmm. where they're thrown into it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they have superhuman wisdom and strength, um, but they're not omniscient or omnipotent. Right. Does that make any sense? And they are also subservient to Christ, um, which would tell us that, as uh, Christians, we shouldn't be fearful of them, right? They're subservient to Christ, so they are at his will and his disposal and obviously accomplishing or working towards his will just like we would be, right? So um, so as you, as you look at pop culture, um, and it, it's important to say this too. I, I said this to my t- child the other day. I kept saying pop culture, and she – 14 and a half, she thought that when I said pop or when you see this term pop culture, mm-hmm. that it's a reference to like pop music. And I had to break down this this thing. So I was like, well, why don't we say this on the podcast too? Because maybe right. everybody doesn't think about it. Yeah. Pop is just a, a, a shortened term for popular, mm-hmm. right? And so when you say pop music, all you're referring to is the most popular music of the time. Yeah. That makes any sense. So when we're talking about popular culture, it's just what is most consumed or most observed in the current culture, right? I like collected what pop culture, like I knew what pop culture meant. Like it's just like things that are like trending basically, but I never thought about it being the word popular. I don't know why, but when you said that, I was like, no way, shut up. That's so crazy. (laughs) So like, think about it like this. So like, for example, um, rap music is still rap music, Mm -hmm. but there are certain rap songs that are pop music right? because they are part of the popular culture. That makes Spotify culture. make more sense because if you put on a pop playlist, you'll get a mix of a lot of different things and it'll make you wonder why. <laughs> yeah, because when, when, cause if we think about it just genre, we're thinking pop right. music's just this like boy band right. poppy stuff. But right. really what it is is stuff that's widely listened to. Yes. You know what I mean? The yes. most widely listened yes. to of the time. It totally makes sense. Yeah. Right. So anyway. if you look at pop culture, if you look at popular culture, Having a biblical base about angels is necessary, yeah. right? Because there's a lot of crap that's out there right. that is not going to line up with the Bible. Yeah. And as a Christ follower, I don't want to walk around thinking something, even about something seemingly as insignificant as right. angels. Versus, it's a secondary issue, right, right, but you right. still don't want to have it wrong. I don't want to be wrong about right. it. And I definitely don't want to be guiding people the wrong way. Right. And you would not believe how many people ask pastors about angels. Wow. And you wouldn't believe yeah. how often stuff like that comes up because there is supernatural that's happening around us. And I think virtually everybody believes that. Yes. That they're supernatural. They may attribute it to different places. They may not have a biblical base for it, but everybody believes that there's something supernatural. Not everybody, of course, but right. for the most part. And... And a big piece of that is the supernatural pieces of angels, demons, the devil, evil, all these kind of things. And then, of Mm -hmm. course, concluding in that God. And so if you've got a – 
if if that if, if that stuff is is there and people see it and observe it all the time, then they're going to talk about it quite a lot, and yeah. it causes a lot of questions. Yeah. And so, if you just look at pop culture, you're going to believe some stuff that don't line up biblically. Right. And I want my stuff to line up biblically, even if I'm wrong, right. and I figure that out later. At least what I'm doing right now is attributing it to something mm-hmm. biblically. Well, that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so for example, in pop culture, you see that they all have wings. They don't all have wings. Um, in pop culture, you see that everybody's given a guardian angel when they're born, right? Yeah. That's not the case in the scriptures either. Right. Um, they don't have a gender per se. And so, you know, this picture idea of all angels being women, right. um, which, is, which is a big thought. Now, not everybody, for the most part, that's not there. But lots of times when you picture angels, what do you picture? Mm-hmm. You picture women, right? Yeah. Um, they can't procreate with humans. So weird movies about or different things about angels getting it on with, with uh, human beings and making some sort of little cool little awesome baby. Not the case, not right? Not real. <laughs> um, they don't have babies. Right. If we're looking scripturally, they don't die, so their number does not increase or decrease. Yeah. Right? So, in other words, what's there as a created being has been there, right. and apparently there's droves of them. Right. Um, it, 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 like, so that you see some references. Like we were talking about this earlier, um, and of course, this is a movie that Chloe hasn't seen because she's never seen any movies. Never seen any movies. Um, but in, the, <laughs> in that Christmas classic movie... Um, What's the name of it? It's a wonderful it's life. It's a wonderful life, yes. In that Christmas classic movie, there's a line. What's the yes. line? Sorry. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> yeah. And that sounds so cute. It makes you feel so sweet in the movie. Right. It's not biblically correct. Gives you the correct. warm fuzzies. It's not biblically correct for multiple reasons. First off, they don't all have wings, right? Um, none of them might not have wings. We right. don't know, but they don't have wings. And secondly, um, they're not being there's not new ones being created, right, right? biblically. Right. And so none of that stuff really adds up. So it's important to have a biblical background of theology so I, when it comes to I this. have a question to throw yeah. in there. Could you also say that could you also throw in like one of the pop culture ideas and I could be totally wrong about this, but that we become angels when we Absolutely. die. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, we do not. I thought so. Yes. But I was just like I was like, what if I say it and I'm like so confident and then you're like, um actually <laughs> it No, says, we do not. We <laughs> Yeah. If you look at uh, human beings are and there's lots of lots of lots of theology on this. Human beings are created in the image of God. Angels are not. Hmm. And so in the hierarchy of things, you don't want to be an angel when you die. Right. Because that's below you. Right. That makes any sense, yeah, right? it does make sense. Um, so you do not. So like right. grandma dying and being your garden angel right. and watching over you. A comforting thought, but yeah. not truthful. And, and and there might be some truth to um, that there's an observation of people that are with God um, after death, right, mm-hmm. um, in what we would call paradise, observing and watching mm-hmm. and being aware of what's happening, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But this idea of grandma floating around and protecting you from that car wreck that day and that mm-hmm. light that you saw was a, was grandma as an angel is not right. correct, right? right? Was it? Could it have been an actual angel? It's possible. Right. Yeah, right. But it ain't granny. Right. right? And you don't want granny to be an angel because that's less than her. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, yes, good question. Okay, yeah. cool. So, that, I mean, that's what you see biblically, right? right. And almost all of these references, they're not coming from Scripture. So, almost all these things that we believe, like that one, they're not coming from Scripture. Right. Ever. They're right. all coming from pop culture random right. beliefs. Right. right. Um, and that pop culture can be all kinds of things. For us, when we say pop culture and we're talking about these references, we're thinking movies, books, things like that. Right. 
But a lot of these illustrations for us on what angels look like or whatever comes from art. Right. A long, long time ago as it's built and went all the way through. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, there's some examples of it. And so as you begin to think through this thing, remember it's systematically, so we're looking at trying to funnel down their ideas. Um, you look at their purpose and our relation to them. And so it seems to be, biblically speaking, five purposes for angels. Um, uh, they praise and glorify God. They serve God. They learn God's wisdom and grace. They reflect God's attributes, and then they minister to God's elect. Mm-hmm. So they minister to God's children. Mm-hmm. Um, so that seems to be like their purpose and their role. Yeah. Um, and then you move on from there to Mr. Satan. Uh, boo. <laughs> there's move. this TikTok sound. I don't know if anybody listening is on TikTok, but there's this one TikTok sound. It's like, boo, no, throwing tomato, 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 tomato. <laughs> and I think about that every time like something bad happens. I'm like, mm, tomato, tomato, tomato. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, keep so going. So you move on to Way Satan and same thing, culturally. Culture, culture, culturally. There you go. <laughs> uh, lots of pop culture crap about yeah. Satan, right? Like, when we picture Satan, almost all of us, don't we picture this dude with a pitchfork wearing some red with a tail he's red, and some yeah. little horns on his head or ears or whatever they are. And he's frowning. And he's and he's in the fiery hell kind of running it. And when you go to hell, he welcomes you there, right? Mm-hmm. That ain't him. He, first off, I don't think he looks like that. Second of all, he ain't. he's going to hell, but he ain't never been there. And he ain't there yet, yeah. right? That all happens in the end when he's banished to there, right? right? Until then... Biblical theology would tell you that where he's at is he splits time between the heavenly realm messing with us at God and then messing with us here on earth, right? Mm-hmm. That's what scripture would tell you. So when it comes to Satan, same thing. You look at these cultural references that you realize are probably not true. And so you try to form a biblical theology based on this. So mm-hmm. that would be your Satanology, right? Mm-hmm. Which is weird to say, right? Right. I, it's it sounds like, fake almost. Or it sounds like I'm saying I'm a I have a, I'm a Satanist, right? right? I have no, but Satanology is just the study or understanding of Satan. It doesn't right. mean that you're like right. his homie or right. anything like that. Exactly. Right? So he's the leader of the demons, fallen angels. His name means adversary. Mm-hmm. So he's against God and he's against God's people and anything having to do with God. Um, so you start to look for him in the Old Testament references there and. A great example in the Old Testament where you learn things about him, where you develop a, a good piece of your understanding of Satan comes from the book of Job, mm. actually. Um, I think Job's one of the most difficult books in the Bible. Um, I think it's extremely hard and difficult yeah. because it shares some things about God in nature and shares some things about Satan in nature that begins to really bother you. Right. Um, you know, yeah, I don't. It's so hard to understand. Yeah. So like in Job, and you can read this on your own, mm-hmm. um, but in Job, you know, he... He's he asks God to test Job, mm-hmm. um, and then God says yes. God allows him to, right? Um, but he can't act beyond God's sovereign control, right? So this this sovereign control that God has, he can't act beyond that. Right. Um, but God allows him to mess with Job, right? And that's is, like a thing. That's like you read it and you're like, wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, hold up. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. You know, and so you start to understand some stuff about him in the Old Testament and in other places too. Like in uh, Zechariah, he is accusing Joshua to God, right? And so they, he, the accuser is a big, um, especially in the New Testament, uh, a phrase that you see for Satan is the accuser. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the New Testament, 
Similar to the Old Testament, he's this accuser. There's references to him in the garden that happened in the New Testament. Um, and so you start to see that the belief, a belief is, is that he is the enemy, the serpent in the garden, right? Mm-hmm. That is Satan from the beginning. And, um, and so if you're looking at the nature of Satan, you start to see things like similar to the angels, right? He has intellectual capabilities. He expresses emotions. He has a will. He'll be account- held accountable for his will. He has leadership characteristics, right? He's smart, yeah. cunning, right? And the ability to persuade. And so he is mm-hmm. a leader by nature as well. I mean, there's so so many things you see about yeah. his nature. Um, and then when you look at his identity, similar to the angels, right? It's coming from that thought. He's a created being. He's part of the original company of angels, um, right? Because we said that there aren't any new ones, right? He's yeah. part of that original company. Um, he was a, originally created good, mm-hmm. right? Um, or at least was using his will to do good things. And mm-hmm. then um, virtual, plenty of other stuff that you can look at to see his mm-hmm. identity. Um, and so the big question when you come back around this to is like, why does this even matter? Why, why does it matter that I know who he is? Why don't I just know that he's bad and leave me alone, mm-hmm. right? Stay away from him, ignore him. You know, why does it even matter? Like the right. same thing with angels. Like, why well, don't I need to know this? You know, right. What, what, what difference does it make? What difference does it yeah. really make? And I think because he, like, even though Satan is ultimately defeated, he still works against human flourishing. And so we have to be aware of his devices. Like, we spent a whole, the best podcast we've ever done on this podcast um, in the 53 episodes. It sounds like we've been doing it for forever. We have. You know 53 episodes on any other podcast would be like three, four years? Anyway. (laughs) We've been tearing it up. (laughs) Um, The best ones we ever did, I think, hands down, were the ones on spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. where we walked through the armor of God. Mm -hmm. And a big piece of that was understanding who Satan is and what he's trying to do to us, right? Um, and so that's why is because you've got to be aware of his devices so that you can be aware of the truth that actually exists in coming against mm-hmm. his schemes, right? Because yeah. he does not want you to succeed in any way, shape, or form, right? right? Um, he, he does not want humanity to flourish in the way that God has created humanity to flourish. Um, and so you've got to know the facts of from a biblical perspective of how you can respond and what what the truth is. So, like, for example, it is helpful to know that he can be resisted, Mm -hmm. right? You can resist him. Um, His power over a person's life can be broken, right? And so as he is in control of someone's life, it's not some unbreakable hold. It can be broken. His temptations can be overcome. And so he is constantly tempting, Mm -hmm. um, and you can overcome them. Right, and Jesus walks this out for us. If we go back to Christology, Jesus walks out for us the ability to actually overcome the temptations that the enemy yes. places in front of us. Right, yeah. and so you don't have to fall into that temptation; it can right. be overcome. And then we we are aware of his schemes. So these ways in which he's trying to distract us, lie to us, steal, cheat, destroy—we're aware mm-hmm. of what he's trying to do. It's not some special secret warfare weapon that he's got that we can't figure out, right. right? We can be aware of all the schemes that he has, and so not something hidden that we can't figure out. Um, and then you move on from there, of course, to his little cronies, his little guys, mm-hmm. his demons, right? And so you would roll in from – and most of our understanding of Satan is going to come from a proper understanding of 
angels in general. Mm-hmm. And then most of our understanding of demons or demonology is going to come from mixing our angelology and our Satanology together, right. right? Yeah. And so understanding them together. So if you move on to demons, same path as before, right? Where'd they come from? What's their nature? What's their identity? That kind of stuff, right? Same kind of questions. And then obviously all those things are similar to the questions that we just answered about their leader, right? right. Um, they originated as good, immaterial beings like angels. They can speak. They understand actions. They feel angst. They make choices. They're against humans. They deceive and lie. They spread false teaching. They destroy human flourishing, and they spread evil. Um, you know, hmm. they're on the same path and charge of their leader, right? And uh, and they're pretty vicious. Yeah. Um, and they have power. Yeah. Um, they're quite powerful. They are not all powerful. They are not omnipotent. They are not omniscient. You know those kind of things. Right. But it's there. Um, and so this is where you start to, if you if you start to learn some basics of these three, this is where you can start to entertain cool questions, right? This is yeah. when you start thinking about crazy cool stuff that right. is kind of scary, but it's cool to think about. And, right. And I don't know where you land on it, but you can kind of process through it. So, like, I'll throw one out. Mm-hmm. And me and Chloe, you actually just said you talked about this, like, last yes, night. Yes, it literally came up in a conversation last night. Yeah, and when he asked it, I was like, wait. But So, like, here, here's one. You just process through. Can a Christian, can a Christ follower, can someone who's been saved, redeemed, a child of God, can they be demon-possessed? Mm. And so there you get to start to explore thoughts right. about you know, can that happen? And then that's going to, most of your answer to that is informed by your Christology, mm-hmm. right? And your pneumatology, right? Because mm-hmm. we were talking through the fact of Chloe was like, I don't think that that can happen. Right. And the reason, what's the reasons you think it can't happen? Because it says that the Holy Spirit seals us and also through the Spirit self-control. And I don't, yeah. So Is just, that, is that well, what I said earlier? Yeah. Okay. And you just answered it based on. That was all pneumatology. Right. That was all your understanding of the Holy Spirit's right. work right. in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And the work for our good, for our betterment, and against evil. All that mm-hmm. came from your knowledge of the Holy Spirit, right? Um, but then also you can answer it based on a Christology of, mm-hmm. well, if um, if I have been saved and redeemed and I am, uh, when God looks at me, he sees Christ, mm-hmm. right? And that has already happened completely and fully just not quite yet right? right at the same time it's happened but not yet um then how could he possess christ right, right? can he possess christ no. no right and if i am christ right then he can't possess me right but but there's a when you're formulating this thought one of the ways that people think about this is well wait a minute we're not perfected we're not there yet there is still a sinful nature that we have right. and so could he then possess that one piece of our sinful nature, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another way to kind of think about it. But, yeah. but it's just fun to talk through and think about. And and you can't. The cool thing is, is you can't even answer that question without showing your hand, showing your cards on your knowledge and belief about Jesus, your knowledge and your belief about God, your knowledge and your belief about the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't. It's so it's pretty yeah. cool, yeah. I think. Very um, cool. So most of this, though, and I hope that you see this through what we've been doing, like. We're talking, we're talking a biblical systematic theology is mm-hmm. where we're trying to push you and I towards all the time. And that means that we are paying attention to what the Word says, and then we are going in a funnel approach. That's the systematic part, right? 
bigger thoughts funneling down. So where you get to on this is you start talking through angels and demons and Satan, mm-hmm. you're going to start to open up the discussion of the whole nature of evil in the first place, right? Yeah. And then that whole discussion of the nature of evil is going to lead you to sin and humanity. Mm-hmm. So it's going to lead you to humanity, which is anthropology, right? Everybody knows that. That's a term you can still study in school, right? Um, in regular school. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. And then sin is hamartiology, mm-hmm. which is hamartia is just the Greek word for sin, right. right? And so then you start to study the doctrine of sin, what that really looks like. What does this evil look like played out in sinful humanity? Yeah. Um, and then there's so many ways you can go with that. So it just kind of opens up that thought. Right. So It is not an exhaustive list of things you can learn in theology. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It just keeps going it's, and yes, going and going forever. and going. Right. There's so and much which, to learn. Which, which should make sense because the very first thing I think we talked about was the idea of the incomprehensibility of God. Right, yeah. that we can comprehend some. It's not that we right. can't get some things, but the vastness of the study of God yes. is going to go on forever. Yeah, right. That it's we crazy. will never, we can never fully know all those things. Right, right? It, it's crazy. It, it, even even in heaven, we cannot still fully know all that God knows, right. all that God is. That makes right. any sense. So, wow. All right. Pretty fun. Yes, that was very fun. I didn't I, have any pickle references this time or last time. But. That's okay. Yeah, if you don't know our pickle reference thing, you got to go back and listen 52. to the episode on, um, what, not eschatology. Ecclesiology. Thank you. I could yeah. not think of the word. Study the church. Yes. Go back and listen to the episode before this one to understand our pickle reference. Anyway, angelology is fun. Yes. Right. And Because one way that... Uh, a great way you could just start doing angelology is thinking about all the things that you think you know about angels because of movies and junk. Right. And then going, is that true? Let me look yeah. back. What does the Bible say about it? Right. Right. What What is What does the nature of God say about it? Right. Right. What does the nature of Jesus say about it? So, yeah. Pretty it's cool. It's so cool. I think it's neat. Yes. I feel like I, I've learned a lot on all of these, but that one was really like, I don't know. The more you learn, the more you're like, whoa. It just keeps like, you thinking right, more and then and more, you're right? like, whoa, whoa. And I feel like also the more you learn, the more you like grow in awe of God, and you're like, you know, how 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 do you? I don't know, like how? It's just how. It's what it comes down to. It's just crazy, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us today on the Messy Walk podcast. That We're was so a quick glad. one. On it. Yes, it was very pretty quick. quick. Yeah, yeah. Cool. shorter episode. So, um, if you haven't heard the other episodes from our theology series, highly recommend you go back and listen to those. Yes, please do. Um, it's been really, really good stuff. Um, some of it can be kind of like a lot to take in, but the good thing about podcasts is that you can pause, you can break them up and listen to them in segments and kind slow of like motion. <laughs> you can slow them down and make us sound really silly. Forever, but if you slow me down, right? <laughs> not so no, Chloe doesn't, but if you slow me down on there, I sound like I am stone cold, <laughs> wasted drunk. <laughs> he, he really does. It's, it's so It's funny. actually very fun. Just go back oh, and do it. I remember when we realized it was Do like you know that. how funny we that pickle laughing. reference will be in slow motion? I need to go listen to I it. played that for my daughter in slow motion, and they, my kids could not stop laughing. Oh, they were like, Daddy, so you sound funny. like you are just Because I showed it to my mom once. Drunk. Because one time my mom, I didn't realize she was listening to the podcast like a little bit faster than we actually recorded it. 
And I was sitting in the other room. And I was like, my gosh, me and Adam talk so fast. Why do we talk so <laughs> no, fast? And then I went in there and I was like, she hasn't sped up. And so then I like slowed it down. And I think I showed her that day. I know I was looking at it because I remembered. I was like, man, if I slow it down, Adam sounds like he is I do. So nobody else does. So, right. <laughs> so like nobody else sounds like that. I've tried it. I've tried it with every different voice on this podcast. And nobody sounds just drunk. <laughs> I mean, I sound out of my mind drunk. I sound like I am moments away from passing out. (laughs) This makes me want to go listen to it again. It does. I'm going to do it. I'm going to listen to episode 52, the pickle part, which is right in the middle, baptism piece. That's where it's at. I'm going to listen to that in slow motion, especially the part where somewhere in there we sing the VeggieTales song for a second. That's going to be hilarious. Oh, man. All right. So go back and listen to the Messy Walk podcast in slow slow motion. Um. Anyway, have a great week. We will be back again next week with, well, are we doing another episode? Yeah, we got one more. And we got eschatology. We're going to do yes. eschatology. I couldn't remember what we, we had we said. Were, we were not going to do it. Um, eschatology is just a study of the end times. Right. But then every time I said that around somebody about leaving it out, everybody that I talked to was like, no, you have to keep that in there. And so I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. It sounds like all we right, have to do, do it. it. All right. Well, we'll be back next week with an episode on eschatology. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.